We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's January 30th, it's 2023. We have an eight-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast, and nothing better, Will, than hearing that music hit right after some football games and you know, getting back into the NBA mindset here for a Monday, eight games. We talk about how we love these eight-game slates, and we have some good ones today. How are you doing, my friend? I am good, my brother. Another uh, another day to come in and have a little fun, talk a little NBA. Uh, we understand that, um, you know, we – NBA is not going to – I mean, uh, NBA is going to change a little bit here in about maybe two or three weeks after the All-Star break. So it feels good to – Get in, chop up, shop because everything's going to change here soon, Stephen. What I mean is, the good teams are going to play their guys a lot more, and the bad teams are going to play their bench and G League players a lot more. And that's going to really change things. So, uh, I'm going to enjoy this this time here over the next couple of weeks because it's going to get hairy down the stretch. This is like that time where all right, football. I'm not saying it's over, but it's it's getting there. Um, I mean, one more game. And now I feel like for me, it's like it's go time, NASCAR time, baby. Let's go. Um, so I was out, out at the track this past weekend, and I can't tell you how excited I am for the 500. Um, we have NASCAR this weekend with the Clash, the also, like the, the opening season race like on Sunday, and I can't tell you how pumped I am. So, but. I'm ready to talk some hoops. Like I said, I think it's a solid slate. A lot to talk about. Let's jump in. We get started with my magic. Orlando at Philadelphia, 231.5 total in this game. The 76ers are a 10.5 point favorite. On the magic side, Okiki is out. Um, Embiid is questionable. So we'll go Orlando first. The magic are healthy. They're, you know, they're really outside of Okiki. They're healthy. A lot of bodies. Minutes are kind of spread out right now. What are we doing here with the Orlando Magic against Philadelphia? Stevie, I don't I don't know how much I want to do. Like, and I think we've kind of talked about this. At the at this point in the season with the Magic, I'm more interested in the cheap guys. Like, give me Cole Anthony at 5K, maybe. Um, 
you know, but I don't really want to play these expensive guys. Wendell Carter Jr., his minutes are stable enough at 6,100, but we are getting the bump down in price because of the matchup with Philly. But I don't hate it because I do feel like he's got enough upside at that price. Um, and I feel like his minutes are going to be okay. Same thing for Paolo. Um, and I know we saw the other night that he played 25 minutes. He was shooting terribly. Um, the the Magic kind of brought it back in the fourth quarter, got down to about eight, and the coach just didn't play him. They just he just he just kept them on the bench and they let the bench keep rolling because they were they were playing well. So I'm not gonna read too much into the 25 minutes that we saw. Um once again at 6800, I think he's okay because his minutes are fairly stable, but all in all, I don't want to play too many magic. One of those weird things when is it the right coaching decision? You let those guys get you back into the game, and then do you bring your stars back? I mean, I do. I, you know, I, I I give those guys a, a kudos. Good job. And I get my guys back out there. I mean, it got – you said I think it was, it was either eight or nine-point game, and then, like, it ended up being, like, a 19-point loss because Chicago brought their studs back, and we had our bench players. And guess what happened? Chicago studs beat up on our bench guys. Exactly. Um, Exactly. I don't know. Uh, I I don't question coaching, but hey, listen, I personally would have done it differently there. On the magic for me, I mean, Fultz going into Philadelphia, I feel like is interesting. I feel like he'll get up for this game. Um, But yeah, I just... Wendell Carter or or Franz Wagner, really the only two guys that I'm I'm going to be playing here from Orlando. Um, Cole Anthony's interesting, like he's been playing really good, really good over the last you know few days, so or a few games. It's just whether or not he's going to get those minutes or not. But if you want to play the hot hand and maybe he's earned some extra minutes, he's five k. This is not my favorite game on the slate. I mean, there's some good games on this slate. Not my favorite game on the Philadelphia side. If Embiid plays, I don't really have a ton of interest in Philadelphia. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons I don't have a ton of interest in Orlando. If Embiid sits, that's where it becomes super interesting. It becomes, you know, do we take shots on Harden at 9,800 against this terrible defense? Um, do we take shots on Trez at 4,500 if Embiid is out? Um, you know, Nang at 3,400 if Embiid is out. All these guys, you know, at least get questioned more um, if if Embiid ends up sitting. I'd probably take a shot on whoever starts at the five for them. Absolutely. Um, When I look at this team, Stevie, I want to play Embiid today. If he's full goal, like, give me all the Joel Embiid. I can handle that 11-4. I mean, we've got some spots coming up. But, I mean, we saw, Stevie, granted, this game was more competitive, but 87 fantasy points, Stevie, 47 and 18, man. <laughs> like, just, I mean, he went postal. And, and so, I, if he's going to play against Orlando at home, I'm interested. And, and I, I just, I leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, especially in this matchup. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm not really thrilled about anybody else. Like, I don't really want to play Maxi with him playing. Hard is okay. I think we can get, you know, some other pieces. But in terms of studs, like Embiid's on my list today. All right. We move on. We got the Lakers at Brooklyn taking on the Nets. 231 total. This game open at Nets or Lakers minus one. And then the Durant or not the Durant, the Anthony Davis LeBron news came out and it shifted quick to nets minus nine. Um, so yeah, I mean on the Lakers side, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, Austin Reeves out Lonnie Walker, probable. Just kind of throwing that out there. Kevin Durant out Ben Simmons, questionable and TJ Warren doubtful. We'll go Lakers first. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. Westbrook, 7,500. Schroeder, 5,400. Thomas Bryant, 5K. Uh, Just a few names throwing them out there. Hachimura, 4,100. This might be the spot that, like, Hachimura, the Lakers say, hey, let us see what you got. 
you know, does he, is this a game where he maybe gets like 30 minutes uh, at 4,100? So I think it's a really interesting spot for the Lakers with no, with no LeBron and no Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, Stevie, how they're going to compete in this game. And, and I know Brooklyn is down, you know, a couple guys. Don't get me wrong. But who who's going to do the heavy lifting for the Lakers? But I know Schroeder, I know Westbrook. But it just feels like Brooklyn is a better team straight up right now. Um, I mean, Schroeder's 5,400 and Westbrook 7,500. Like, those are really good prices. Thomas Bryant's down to 5K. I do think the Lakers lose here, and they may lose badly. But, gosh, they're all just so cheap. I, like I said, I don't know who's going to do the heavy lifting. My assumption is they're going to keep it how it is. and may, Maybe Rui Hachimura cracks the starting lineup, or at least I hope he does. And, Steve, you, you might be able to play all the starters from the Lakers in this matchup. Like, it's – it's really weird because Rui's 4K and everybody else is like in this 5K range. Once again, I think they lose. All of them, I don't think – I don't know if they all get there. But I'd say three out of the five get there. And you probably just got to figure out those three out of the five. If I had to take my pick, I would say Westbrook, one of Rui or, or and Brian or both. And maybe even Schroeder too. It's just – I think they'll put up fantasy points and lose the game. And I'm hoping that a, a handful of them really show the upside. That, that's where I'm at with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, just so much usage potentially that it's hard not to have interest in the Lakers in this game. I mean, if Westbrook is like massive chalk, I might be underweight on him. Um, On the Brooklyn side, I, I mean, Kyrie is 10, eight. He's obviously someone that has big upside in this matchup going up against the Lakers. Um, Claxton, I think, is super interesting here. He's been fantastic without Durant. The only problem with like Claxton is price. So he might be someone that I look at more on like the fantasy prop side of things, maybe on sleeper or, or prize picks or something. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Nets as I catch you mid yawn? You're welcome. Yeah, man. So Kyrie, 10 8. Um, his price has really increased, Stevie, but so is the upside. Like, if you start looking at this game, like 61, 83, 62, 52, 64, 58, you know, this is what we need to see from a guy if he's going to be priced at this level. And I don't think the Lakers are going to give much resistance today. Um, you just have to hope that Brooklyn doesn't get – the game itself doesn't get out of hand. So I like Kyrie um, – enough. He's not my favorite play. Once again, I think I'd take him beat straight up over him, but I do like him. Um, you know, all in all, he's probably the main guy because all these other cheap guys, they're just going to have these random performances. And I also feel like Nick Claxton is now too expensive. Now, I know he's put up 50, 47, 50, 44. And, and I could be wrong, Stevie. But I just don't feel like Nick Claxton is going to be a 45-point fantasy score game to game to game. I may be wrong, and there may be, you know, I may need to – that may be a gap in my analysis, but I just – I don't see him doing this all the way through. So, I just at 8,100, I think I'd rather play someone else. Now, you know, Ben Simmons, I know he's got the questionable tag. You know, if he sits again – then I'll be a lot more interested in a Royce O'Neal or, you know, uh, a Joe Harris or something like that. But that, that's kind of where I'm. the secondary pieces will get more interesting if Ben Simmons sits. And that yeah, also increased Curry. my interest in Kyrie. Yeah, Alex Seth Curry, and um, I'm, with you on, uh, I'm with you on Kyrie if uh, Simmons ends up sitting in this game. I will say that the interior defense for Lakers is just absolute trash that if Claxton was a little bit cheaper, I think he'd be a fantastic play, but this is definitely one of those spots um, for me on Claxton anyway, that I'll be looking at his point rebound prop, like his combination prop. Um, I think this is a spot that he could have a really good game. 
Golden State at OKC taking on the Thunder. 240 and a half total in this game. Warriors, a three and a half point favorite. On the Golden State side, Iggy's out. On the Thunder side, Dort is out. Holmgreen's out. Poku remains out. And Robinson Earl remains out. We'll go Golden State first. Vegas thinks this game's going to be close. Um, they think this is going to be a competitive basketball game. The Thunder have been keeping games close, and they've had super competitive games with a ton of scoring. So talk to me here about the Warriors. Listen, so to me, Stevie, as crazy as this sounds, don't, don't laugh, okay? I think this is a good measuring stick for the Warriors. It's less about how good or how, how much better, let me say, uh, OKC was playing, has been playing. It's really more so about is Golden State going to get this thing rolling on the road? Because I, I think as we've seen this season, they've had pr- trouble on the road winning games. Hasn't been that they've been a bad team. At home, they've been fine. On the road, though, Stevie, really bad record. And so with Clay, Curry, Wiggins, all these guys pretty much bad. Poole playing better. Draymond playing better. I want to see if this team is going to try to stick it to OKC in their arena. So I said all that to say, I do like Curry at 10-5. I don't like him more than Kyrie. I think I'm okay. I do like Clay Thompson. I don't love Clay Thompson. I don't think he's necessary. But if you land on Clay Thompson in the end, I don't hate it. Uh, there was one or two guys I was going to play, maybe Draymond because he's 6,300. He's got 40-point upside. You know, Wiggins, we just – we haven't seen it consistently yet. I know we saw it against Boston. That was overtime game. But all in all, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't mind Kaminga, but I don't think he's more valuable than Rui. So he probably sits on the show. Um, but I'm most interested in Curry, but I just don't like him more than Kyrie. And then I, I like Clay, um, but I don't feel like he's completely necessary either. Or Jordan Poole. They're all just okay plays. I don't feel like any of them are slam dunks. Kind of where I'm at. Um, I think like the price on Wiggins is super appealing, but also he really hasn't been playing great. I think Draymond is somewhat interesting because I know he's capable of like really solid games, but I really think like the guy I would land on in this spot is Clay Thompson. I mean, when he gets hot, he can just have these big games. Um, I mean, OKC is a team that I think is super beatable for a guy like Clay Thompson. I mean, this is also a spot like Curry at 10-5 is a little bit cheaper than some of these other like potential stars, studs on this slate. So maybe you're taking a shot on him. I mean, this game's fantastic. This game projects as one of the best games on the slate, um, night before anyway, and I mean, when you're looking at, like, just the Vegas lines, it has the highest Vegas line by, I think, four points. So, fantastic game to target. Going to the Thunder side of things, um, I mean, this is one of the toughest teams in the NBA to figure out rotations because I feel like they just don't have, like, set-in-stone rotations. Um, I mean... What are your thoughts here on the Thunder, Will? I mean, yeah, their minutes are all over the place. Yeah, I mean, so I think for the most part, you can trust SGA minutes, um, especially with the All-Star game coming up. I, I don't think they try to dial him back unless, I mean, the game's just out of hand, in my opinion. Um, uh, so I'm not worried about him. Josh Giddy, I'm not. I'm not worried about him. His minutes are – Pretty stable, and by stable, I mean he's going to play thirty. You know, so you you don't have to worry about him. Then I think that's where it gets tricky, Stevie. Now, Lou Dort is is not going to play, so that's going to open it up for the Williams brothers. And then you know, which one is going to play the big big minutes? Like you've got Kenrich, who he could play twenty five minutes, he could play twenty minutes, he could play thirty minutes. I don't know. You've got Jalen Williams. He's if I had to side with one guy, Jalen's probably going to play thirty at least, and then after that, Stevie, it's a crapshoot. And I think you just scratch them all off and utilize the Lakers' value rather than any of the OKC value, if that makes any sense. All right, moving on. We got Sacramento 
at Minnesota. This game is a two thirty-six and a half total. The Timberwolves are a one-point favorites. Um, as far as the injury report goes here, on the Minnesota side, Gobert is questionable. McLaughlin remains out. Prince is questionable. Towns remains out. On and that's, I mean, Sacramento, they don't even have anybody on their injury report. So, I mean, I assume they're good to go here. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Thanks for hanging out. I uh, see a couple of you guys over there posting. We had, I had a good weekend. Um, I'm hoping Will had a good weekend. So let's get into the Kings side here first. I mean, a matchup against Minnesota all kind of depends on, hey, is Rudy Gobert, you know, playing or not playing? You know, I would assume that Gobert continues to play. These two teams just played. He played. Um, so I would assume he plays again. Fox is kind of right in that range as far as, like, price is concerned. Um, but, I mean, I think, like, I- I'll just keep saying, the guy that I have the most interest in right now in Sacramento, price-wise, is just Keegan Murray. The minutes are there. They seem secure. Um, Herder is someone that can get hot and-, and shoot well and have a good game. So I always, you know, think about including him in my price point. But if Gobert, if Gobert plays i i just it's tough for me to have a ton of interest in sabonis at 10-3 i would play fox before i would play sabonis if gobert plays yeah and same here steve i've started doing that anyway like sabonis's price crept up and crept up and crept up and i mean it was up there but as you can see it's kind of the same way i feel about nick claxton sabonis is not going to be able to sustain 60-point games consistently. You know what I mean? And so now he's probably overpriced where he should be more in the 9,500 range, and he's 10-3. He's been 10-6. Um, this this just isn't the spot of Gobert play, so I agree with you. Uh, Fox is definitely a top target in what should be a really good game uh, overall. I do like Kevin Herter a lot at 5,400. Like, I think this is a good spot, especially when – you know, they're going to give him 35 minutes, and, and I think he'll see, you know, mid to upper 30s in this game. So I, I like him a ton. Another guy that's getting pretty good minutes, Steve, is Harrison Barnes. You're just not sure exactly what you're going to get, but I do think he's kind of a flyer mid-range play because he could get you 35 fantasy points in this matchup with Minnesota. Um, it's probably more likely that he finishes around or under 30, more in the mid-20s than above 30. But at, at 5,200, I'm willing to take a shot in a, in a game that, that should be pretty good. Um, Minnesota, Will. I, I mean, we know where the, the shots are coming. We know the production's coming. Um, I mean, Anthony Edwards just put up 62 actual fantasy points. I almost said actual points. Fan, 62 uh, fantasy points 34 actual points um against sacramento the other night and i mean it's this has been a thing i feel like for years we've been talking about this for years we've been talking about how the kings just cannot defend the three-point line and they haven't really added anybody to help defend the three-point line so i think like edwards or russell definitely in play here um Gobert kind of a fringy play for me if Gobert were to sit i have interest in like kyle anderson nas reed type plays but I think this is a spot like I'm paying up for a Russell or an Edwards. Yeah. And I, you know me, Stevie, I've been talking about Russell for weeks, it feels like. Yeah. And as you can see, he's starting to dial up pretty much 40-point games here. I mean, recently, you know, and the price was in that 6K range, and now he's at 7K. We're getting real close to having to hop off the train. I think he's got one more in him, Stevie. At 7K, I'm still willing to roll it. He gets up to about 7,500. I'm probably hopping off. Uh, but, you know, we've been on this journey since I think he was around 64, 5, whatever, mid 6K. So, you know, I think we've done well if we've, uh, you know, if you've if hopped on Russ. This, but at 7, I'm like almost at the threshold. But against Sacramento, I still think it's a, it's a good play today. Um, Anthony Edwards, 9,400. I think he's fine. I, I don't feel like I have to play him. But, I mean, his upside has been tremendous as well. Taking a lot of shots, scoring a lot of points. Um, we've really seen his fantasy point score and take off. So I, I like him a bunch. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I do feel like, Stevie, 
if he didn't have this lingering injury, I, I would probably be a little bit more interested. I'm perfectly fine if Rudy Gobert is going to keep scoring 40 fantasy points at 6,600 with his injury because I don't even want to put him in my player pool knowing that he could play 14 minutes and then re-aggravate it and then just say, hey, I'm out. Uh, so I'm just I'm going to have to take my L's with Gobert if he hits upside games, and, and I'm okay with that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, moving on. We got Washington at San Antonio. 233 total in this game. Washington is a five-point favorite. On the San Antonio side, Vassal's out, um, and Langford is questionable. On the Washington side, I don't see anybody on the injury report, so we'll roll with um, a healthy Washington team here. So we'll start with Washington, actually. We got the Wizards, Will. San Antonio is a fantastic matchup for any team. I mean, this is a team that we love to target You know, on a nightly basis. They rank dead last in defensive rating right now. And, I mean, they push the pace. So you have a team that plays inside the top 10 in pace. You have a team that is terrible defensively. So what are we looking at here for Washington, who is kind of full strength? I don't hate Porzingis. Um, I think he's got some upside still at that price. I don't really like Washington today. Kuzma's priced up as if Porzingis is still sitting. In my in my opinion, you know, Beal at – 7,200, Stevie, like, in what world would we not play Bradley Beal at 7,200? Probably this one, where it's just, it's not there right now. He is taking enough shots, though, I think, he would kind of have some upside. Like, if you look, um, in the couple games where he was a little bit more efficient, we saw him get closer to that 30-point fantasy range. You know, it'd be nice to see him scoring 24 to 25 real points a game, and I'd feel much better about this price at 7200 It's like he's got the name value. At some point, you know, he's going to be okay. So it makes me want to play him at 7200 but not have massive exposure. So I think I do get him in my player pool. But all in all, I think Porzingis is the best play on Washington in terms of the upper echelon guys. I do want to see – how they're going to continue to handle Denny Avdia because on the cheaper end, he's like the target, but I, I just want to see how they're going to handle it with Porzingis in the fold and see, you know, how that affects things. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, I think it's just a tough spot to kind of pinpoint who you want to play. I mean, this it's a fantastic matchup. So I think if you're playing, I think if you're playing Washington, it's, you know, maybe putting Beal, Porzingis, and Kuzma in a group and maybe playing one of them, maxing one of them. It's like, man, you have these spots where, like, we talk about it with the Bulls all the time, where you have three guys that just kind of share the usage. They yeah. all can dominate a game. Uh, this is It's a fantastic spot, but, like, Kuzma and Porzingis are still priced like Beal is out. So it's tough for me because... I could see either Kuzma or Porzingis just absolutely smashing the spot. But the flip side of that is, you know, we live in a salary cap world and it's tough to get those guys in there. I mean, I I think this is a spot where 
Monte Morris at like 4,900 might be my favorite play from Washington. Um, if I, if I, man, if I trusted the Gafford minutes at all, will at all, I, I would play him. But with Porzingis coming back, it's really hard for me um, to trust the Gafford minutes. Uh, you just look at what they've done on the floor this season. And Gafford plays too many games in that like 17 to 22 minute range with Porzingis out there. So I know Hachimura is gone and that's different, but yeah, it's good spot. Good spot. Like maybe I'll, maybe projections or something will talk me into this spot more, but as of right now, um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It's, (laughs) it doesn't get much better than San Antonio. So, I mean, I should have more interest in Washington, and I probably will before lock. San Antonio side of this game, I mean, I think if they're going to keep it close, either Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones, or Jakob Podol is going to need a good game. Sohan just continues to be really cheap. Um, Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts here on San Antonio? Yeah, man. I I definitely think – San Antonio could could be a, okay here. They are at home. Um, but Stevie, quite honest with you, I've just done so well not really playing a whole bunch of guys from San Antonio. I have two, focused- Will, because it's just they should be doing better than they are. And, and right. like uh, the only guy that I've been playing over, I feel like the last like week, week and a half. Is Jeremy, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Total has had like great spots, and then Zach Collins plays really well. It's just—I mean, you can't trust anything with this team, man. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. I just—I no, am. We're good. I am, I'm on board with you, man. We're 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 trugging along. I, I mean, gosh, you should. Keldon Johnson is capable of big games. Trey Jones is capable of big games. It's just—it doesn't happen as much as we want it to. Um, yeah. Uh, continue your thought. I'll stop interrupting you. Um, well, guess what? That's it. Like, I that, that is my thought. And now Jeremy's like 5K, so he's getting closer to me not playing him at all. Yeah. It's, I mean, we rode the bad. train, and now it might be time to jump off. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things where you're like, hey, I'm talking to my buddy, and i like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, for me on San Antonio, if the center slate wasn't just so loaded with, like, fantastic ceiling plays, I think that, like, I think this is a spot you could play Podal. It's just, I mean, am I playing Podal over Thomas Bryant at 5K with no Anthony Davis and LeBron? Probably not. I mean, that's just where I'm at, so... I think he'd be the guy that I would play, though. So, all right, we got Detroit at Dallas. No, I mean one book. One book has a total out of two thirty and a half, with Mavs favored by eight. But a lot of books don't have a line out for this game yet. Uh, Luca being questionable, Wood being out, probably the reason why. Bagley, Cunningham, Joseph remains out for Detroit. Will talk to me here about the Pistons. Huh. <sighs> This, this is another, uh, let's call it mixed bag team. But what I will say is, you know, I don't – Jalen Duran's getting close for me. Uh, I don't hate his price, even with Stewart back. Like, they've played together uh, this season. I don't hate his price at 5500 I think I can still take a shot on him. Um, I mean, we're getting close to the end. Like, I don't want to play Jaden Ivey at 6,600. Uh, he's played fine in, you know, okay spots here recently. But at 6,600, I'm, I'm off. I would I would much rather have preferred to play him uh, when he was, you know, 5,700. Uh, kind of the same thing for Bogdanovich, where a guy who relies on a whole lot of putting the ball in the basket to score fantasy points, I just I just don't like this team. So Jalen Duran is probably it, and I'll just leave it at that. I don't even know if you're necessarily going to need him today. I mean, he could be a, a contrarian, like pivot type of you know center play. Um, 
my my only concern, like with especially with like Christian Wood being out, is just this game going small and them using Stewart more or even like a guy like Diallo more. Um, Diallo has been fantastic here recently. He's just he's shooting in bunches and making a lot. So I mean, large field tournaments at forty four hundred, depending on the value that opens up. He's someone that's shown the ability to get 15 to 20 real life points in a low, like in 20 minutes. So just someone that maybe he gets a few extra minutes if this game goes small type of play. But I mean, the guy that I really like here is Bogdanovich. It's just 6,600 just seems like a lot. I could see him going for like 40 plus here, but I don't know if I get to him today. I do not mind him, but yeah. On the Dallas side of things, all depends on Luka. Um, if Luka sits, which I wouldn't be shocked if he sits in a matchup against Detroit because I think they could beat Detroit without Luka. If Luka sits, man, Dinwiddie, I don't care if he's 8,500. I'm in. Like, no Christian Wood, no Luka. Sign me yeah. up. Tim Hardaway, Finney Smith. Um, these guys become interesting plays. Josh Green, if Luka's out, is okay. Uh, talk to me here about Dallas. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You saw, you've or seen rather, um, Dinwiddie put up monster performances, and I think we've seen Finney Smith put up monster performances in his right for his price for his role. Um, and I know you know we saw forty-two against Phoenix, uh, which that game where I think Luca was went out, and Luca only played like a few minutes, and he went out. And we saw Finney Smith score 18, 12 rebounds. But then in the next game, he didn't take as many shots, but we still saw the upside with peripherals. Nine rebounds, four assists, a steal. I mean, two steals and a block, 11 points. Like We still saw upside. And so at 4,600 against Detroit, this is a much tougher matchup than those two matchups that he saw previously with Phoenix and Utah. And not that Utah is a juggernaut team, but trust me, they're better than Detroit. So I, I like Finney Smith at 4,600. Definitely going to be a, a favorite play today if Luca sits. Key point of news right there. Luca in or out. Um, could be Travis wants to know if we have interest in Stewart if he starts. I do. Um, I think if he starts, maybe you get that like 26 to 28-minute kind of range. And I think if that were to happen, yeah, I have interest in him. But. I'm honestly probably not going to be playing a lot of Detroit unless Lucas sits, and that's where I would have a lot more interest in Detroit and Dallas. Luca plays. Luca is just always one of the top plays, if not the top play. Toronto at Phoenix, 232 total. The Suns a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Uh, Devin Booker remains out. Jay Crowder is not with the team yet. Cameron Payne and Shamit out. OG is out for Toronto, and Porter Jr. is out. We'll go Toronto first. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Raptors? I mean, minutes, man. These guys are playing the minutes as usual. Um, Scotty Barnes has started to uh, pick up his production here recently, even at 7,600. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot more 40 point games and upper 30 point games here recently, 50s. So, you know, he, his, his upside is starting to get there. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 9,600. This should be a slightly competitive game. Now, we've seen him kind of have a downtick in fantasy production as, as Scotty Barnes has come along. I still don't mind throwing him in a couple lineups. It wouldn't be a cash lineup, but as long as we're doing mass multi entry, I definitely think. Um, He's, he's a good play. Gary Trent Jr., man, gosh, Steve, he's actually been playing really well. But once again, no peripherals. I I, I can't play Gary Trent Jr. at 6,400. So he's going to get the X. And that, that's about it for me. Like, Toronto's okay. Maybe a sprinkle of Van Vliet, probably a little bit of Scotty Barnes and a little bit of Siakam. Dude, Precious, 5,100. Like just playing the minutes again. Here we go. Um, they're playing him a ton of minutes again, and I'm in like 5,100. I think he has a lot of upside in a matchup against Phoenix. Um, so if he's going to keep playing these types of minutes, sign me up. Um, too many, too many minutes. Like Toronto plays their guys. So 
if they're playing this guy and they're going to continue to play like Siakam at the four and Barnes at the three, like, I mean, I like that team. That team's solid. Um, so with OG out too, I, I feel like that's kind of what's going to happen here. So I do, I have a ton of interest in Precious. I'm with you on Gary Trent. Like he's someone that can score like 25 to 25 ish points, like actual points and still not be enough on DFS because he just doesn't do a lot um, outside of score. He's great for the team in that aspect, but yeah, tough on the DFS side. I think if you're doing anything with Gary Trent, Gary Trent, you're looking more on like a prop side of things, looking at it as like point prop than anything else. On the Phoenix side, I mean, Chris Paul is 8,200. That price seems very fair for someone who's shown some really big upside here recently. Aiton is someone that can go for like 50 plus. He's at 7,800. I mean, this might be a spot where we've talked about a lot of guys kind of being priced right. Phoenix might actually be priced a little wrong in this spot, and we maybe should take advantage of it. Yeah, definitely like eight and one of my favorite guys to play uh, on off of this team, excuse me, um, on this particular slate. I don't even hate Cam Johnson, Stevie, because right now he's playing the minutes. And so, you know, when, when he's going to get the minutes, I'm in, um, you know, Mel Bridges is a guy, Stevie, that while this team is still a little shorthanded, I think I just kind of plug him into my mass multi-entry bills. Uh, I'm not going to force him into anything uh, because he is pushing 7K, but he is a guy that has 40-plus point upside. And so I think you take some, some small shots with him in GPPs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we finish it out with one of the best games on the slate. Save the best for last. Atlanta at Portland. 236 total. Portland is a two-point favorite in this game. On the Atlanta side, Trey Young is questionable. Yes, 10 o'clock game. Standalone game. One of the biggest news pieces on the slate. On the Portland side, Josh Hart and Nurkic are both questionable. Winslow is out. We'll start with Atlanta. Well, DeJounte is 7,900. If Trey Young sits, DeJounte becomes one of the most popular plays on the slate. And if you don't adjust fast or if the news comes out after that 9 o'clock game and you don't have a, a plan in place, like it might be one of those like risky, risky spots. Um, hopefully we get this news early in the day, but I wouldn't be shocked if we don't. Talk to me here about Atlanta. Uh, let me just say, Stevie, um, that I'm interested in DeJounte even if Trey plays because of the price, right? So I think I think for me, as an example, Stevie, let's just say maybe you're not going to have all the time in the world to sit by your computer all night for NBA DFS. I think you would just play DeJounte Murray anyway. And maybe you don't have as much of the field if Trey ends up being out and they get the news ruled out. But if we and let's say you didn't get the news until around nine, mostly only the yeah, I'm air quoting here, the sharps are going to be making a lot of those mass swaps, right? Everybody else is maybe doing some type of global swap, or maybe they've had them in a placeholder, something like that. So I think you'll still have a leg up if you just commit to playing DeJounte Murray because he's 7,900 against Portland. And that way, whether the news comes out or not, you've already got enough, uh, enough shares. And, and that's, that's my thought process behind it. For those of you that uh, may not, you know, have the time to, you know, to come here and rerun a script. Now on the backside of that, Stevie, I think it's, I think the more interesting play here is, if Trey is out, the secondary pieces like the Hunters and the Bogdanovich, because Murray's going to play regardless and have pretty good usage. But those other guys like Bogdanovich, I think they would be squarely in play if Trey sits. I'll say this. So 
I could see putting like Chris Paul in your guard spot, and if you get the news, switching to Dejounte. I love that. Yeah, that's a good um, call. Because I mean, that that's three hundred dollars less, and then you could potentially, if you wanted to do something else, you could do that. But I could see having like Chris Young or Chris Paul, sorry, in my guard spot and saying, "Hey, if you know, if Dejon or if if Trey Young doesn't play." I'll I'll put Dejounte in there and I'll just eat the three hundred bucks. But um, also, I could see Chris Paul outscoring Dejounte too. But I, I feel like you know that's just one of the decisions that you'll have to make. But yeah, I mean the secondary pieces are super interesting for Atlanta, um, depending on who's in and who's out. Capella is at six k. Um, if Nurkic sits, I could see Capella having a field day here um, with. Would it be Eubanks probably, right? Um, so I don't mind Capella in this spot if we get the news on Nurkic early enough. But yeah, I mean, this is a definitely a good spot to target some of these Atlanta guys if Trey sits. If Trey plays, I still don't mind Capella, but I, I don't think I'm getting a lot of the secondary pieces if um, he's playing. Portland side, I mean... I want to know if Nurkic is going to be in or out because if Nurkic sits, man, I have a ton of interest in Drew Eubanks um, at 3,600. Even if he only plays like 25-ish minutes, I don't need him to play 35. I would love for him to play 35, but it's Portland. They don't play their centers 35 minutes. Um, happens very rarely. Talk yeah, to me here about the Trailblazers. Yeah, and I was going to say, they don't, they don't even play Nurk 35 minutes unless probably Dame's out and some other guys are out. And so there you have it. Uh, Dame's kind of been on a, a mission here, Stevie, recently, just really dialing up the scoring. I mean, it, it's been incredible, really. Had a down game against Toronto. Stevie, honestly, I think that was to be expected. The man had just scored 60 uh, a couple days ago, so I don't think we could expect him to come out and just nuke the world on fire again, but I do still think Dame's a good play. Once again, if you're going to ask me straight up, who does it's probably Kyrie because he has the least amount of help. Um, between Dame, him, and Curry, I'm still going to choose Kyrie, but that that does not mean Lillard should be completely sitting on the shelf. So uh, I like him a bunch. Um, you mentioned Drew Eubanks. I, I think he's a great play at 3,600. Definitely a value play. I don't also don't mind a little bit of Jeremy Grant here, a guy that's going to play big minutes if Jokic is out. 6,300. This is a good price uh, for a guy that's got 40 plus point upside. Uh, if Josh Hart is out again, then the Sear Little probably plays some minutes again, like he did the last game, played 30 minutes. I know he's going to put up 17 fantasy points. He's 3,400. I would be willing to roll the dice on him again. You know how much I like playing that guy. So I have no issues with that. All right. Um, and we didn't really mention, you know, Dame. He's always in the conversation. Um, you always yeah. worry about like, Dejounte Murray defense, but I mean, you could you could play Dame against anybody if you wanted to because he just has those games where he shoots thirty times. But he's not one of my favorite plays today. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I, there's just other guys I think are outscoring him, being you know potentially better point per dollar plays too. Let's play the morning grind game here on the Sunday night Monday podcast, and then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5,000 on DraftKings to go 7X. Who do you got? Uh, give me Rui Hachimura. I like that call a lot. Um, I'm with you on that one. I had him written down for another part of this game. But <laughs> it's okay. Um, we will pivot. Uh, 7X. So, like, I, I, if I'm trying to find, like, the ceiling, right, in this game, I... Oh man. Um we knew some of these guys were out, it'd be so much easier. I'm gonna say Drew Eubanks. Yeah. And just play the Nurkic out play. If Nurkic plays, I don't like that as much, obviously. Uh if Nurkic plays, give me I don't know. Give me Lonnie Walker if Nurkic plays at 4,200. Got it. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? This 
This is a slightly tough one. Um, I'm because I feel like we need so much news on this, but I'm on a side with a guy that I think is just going to be impact because guys are bad. Give me Kyle Kuzma, 8,900. Kuzma. Yeah, I don't have an issue with that. Um, I'm going to stay in that same like mindset here and go Porzingis. Again, I should like this game more than I – and like this might be one of those games that projections make me change my mind. But give me, give me Porzingis today. Give me Porzingis. Favorite 6X play, Will. Who do you got? Give me Kevin Herter. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, I talked about this guy earlier. I'm going to stick with it. I like Chris Paul a lot in this spot, so I'm going to go Chris Paul. Yeah. My favorite 6X play would be Dinwiddie if Lucas sits, though, just so you know. Uh, let's yeah. get weird GPP play of the day. I got to find somebody else because Will took my guy. Who do you got? Um, so I, I mentioned this guy earlier. It's in the Orlando game. Cheap pieces. Give me Cole Anthony at 5K. I, I see him being on the outside looking in with the Lakers value today, and I still like him. All right. Um, Precious is probably going to be too popular for this question. I think he's – yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably too popular. Thomas Bryant's probably too popular. All right, give me... Gosh, let's get weird GPP. Give me Monte Morris. I, I should like somebody from Washington today, so give me Monte Morris. I like it. Any bets standing out to you night before? Anything that you're going to be looking at over there in the prop shop um, once lines start popping up? Well, ironically... I want to see where Paolo Benchero comes out at today um, in terms of his points, rebounds, assists. Um, so over throughout the season, he's been 30 and a half, 31 and a half, sometimes 32 and a half. But lately it's been getting lower, you know, 28 and a half. I saw him at 26 and a half one day, Stevie, earlier last week. And I knew that was a bad line, but they kept it up because he was facing Boston maybe a slightly tougher team. Of course, he went over. So I want to see if he comes out at 28 and a half again. I do understand they're playing Philly. Maybe a slightly tougher matchup on the road. Like, I get it. But in this previous game, Stevie, he shot like three for 13. I don't think that's happening again. And, and if he doesn't shoot three for 13, he goes over easily. So that's what I'm going to be monitoring. If they give us the, the Philly bump down to around 26 and a half again, like sign me up for the over. Yeah, um, I don't need that. There's, I mean, there's a few things that I'll be looking at. Like I said, I'll be looking at like Claxon's point rebound. Um, I just checked; it wasn't up yet. That is definitely one that I'll be looking at today. You know, pay attention to some of this news. I think that, like, obviously, like Luca news matters a ton. Um, I think Embiid plays. He, I know he's like Trey Young news matters. You could take advantage of props and lines that way. So uh, be checking on that kind of stuff. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Never. No, sir. I'm good to go. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Appreciate everyone hanging out. Thanks for hanging out on YouTube or if you're listening to however, however you listen to your podcast, we appreciate you as well. We'll be back tomorrow talking hoops. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then.